Happy April and happy Tuesday, Midtowners. The sun is shining today, and at long last, it seems as though spring is finally here. My name is Matt Rappelt, and I am thrilled to be officially back in the saddle as the host of Local Music Live tonight. Many thanks to the wonderful Sam Nabby, local hip-hop artist, community leader, and Full Circle, Full Circle Foods owner for doing such great work with our Tri-Cities Hip-Hop slash Local Music Live collab this season. But I am back, and it's time to get into the music tonight. Make sure you check out Local Music Live on midtownradio.ca for all of Sam's content, plus the segment I did with Don McDougall of Top Pocket uh, last week. But for now, let's get to the music. As always on Local Music Live, we're diving into local discographies that you won't hear anywhere else on radio, and we've got some good music for you tonight. We also have a couple of guests, two guests, in fact, uh, from a local punk band, and I'm excited to start chatting about their EP. But for now, we got some new uh, material from local metal band Raider. This is a brand new track. It's called New Dominion. Let's take a listen.
You just heard the song New Dominion by Waterloo Metal Band Raider here on Midtown Radio, the home of Kitchener-Waterloo music. My name is Matt Rappelt, and thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out with me here live on the radio on this beautiful sunny Tuesday. Now, Local Music Live is thrilled to bring in guests each week for you, and tonight we have a local punk band that's been making waves all over the Tri-City and beyond. Uh, This comes on the heels of releasing a brand new five-song EP, and their band name has been uttered in countless awkward conversations. It is, yeah, no, for sure. Welcome to Local Music Live. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Thank you. (laughs) Happy to have uh, the two of you on. So before we dig into the the conversation and the questions, why don't we introduce the two of you and uh, let's find out a bit about uh, yourselves. So we have Connor and Zach. Tell us uh, what you play in the band. Uh, Yeah, um, I'm Connor. I play bass in the band. I do a little bit of vocals, not too much, you know, try to keep that to the real singers. Uh, But yeah, just uh, the bassist. Nice. Uh, my name is Zach. Uh, I, I wear a big hat. I also play drums, pretend to sing, and I do a lot of our booking. <laughs> and Zach, you you know, listeners can't see this, but Zach is currently wearing a big hat. Oh, you can you can definitely hear it. I'm are I'm you, almost certain. Are you wearing this big hat throughout all shows? I I, I try to. It's really just for you, Matt, because I know how much it means. Uh, honestly, every show I want to wear it because it's so dumb and I just love it. <laughs> I mean, it does mean it does mean a lot to me as well. Although <laughs> last time, because you are a local music live veteran, you've been on here a couple times. I think you had a very similar hat, but it was green in color. See, you knew that I wore a different one, and it was actually just to see if you noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice. I know. How many of these hats do you have? I have two, so it's not a lot at the moment. But I also bought this like ridiculous Big Mac hat. But I also got gifted this great monster juice energy drink hat yeah and also this vanilla ice one that oh my god matt you're gonna love to see this sucker so i mean what you're saying is i'm gonna have to invite you back on again you have to we're gonna do the hat route and yeah. uh vanilla <laughs> ice is up next or bk you tell me all right i'm gonna go like i mean we'll we'll figure it out via via email which hat i want to see but for the anyone listening way. here uh you can check our twitter after the show and uh, uh shay bala our social media manager will be posting a picture of zach in this beautiful large blue hat thank well, you thank you so much connor and zach for being here tonight and congratulations on your EP release. I've been listening through it. I've been really digging it. Um, let's talk a little bit about your band first. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we got to talk about the name first. Tell me about how that came to be and like, is there an inside joke? Is there? <laughs> well, actually, it's kind of funny. So three of us lived in England for a while and because three of us lived in England, we kind of wanted to have a very English name. And we're, we're kind of going through a bunch of English slang terms, what have you, uh, to come up with a name. And somehow, yeah, no, for sure, kind of came up, <laughs> which is just a completely, I think it's like a Southwestern Ontario thing. It's definitely not an English <laughs> thing, like, that's for English, sure. Like, we so did shit. <laughs> yeah, we started off trying to have, like, a very English name, um, like, geezer or something. And, uh, <laughs> the lads. Yeah, <laughs> like, the lads. And then, yeah, no, for sure, kind of came up. And we just kept saying it over and over and over again. And I guess it just kind of stuck. That's great. That's how that's how the best band names come about is when it's like not not necessarily planned. It's just like oh, this is it. Now we've been saying it for so long that it just sticks. Oh, to me, it's amazing. Like everybody says it, and like we're gonna slowly like secretly copyright it, and then if you say it, you owe us royalties, and that's the real way we're gonna make money in this. There we go. There we go. I like it. I like it. The question is, I mean, you were going for a British name. Did it start off with like a British accent? 
I think maybe it sounded like British early. Like, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to my friends just, in England. Just <laughs> like that. Just like that. I would try it, but I have an absolutely atrocious British accent. Uh-huh. So uh, I will leave that one aside for now. But let's chat a little bit more about the band. Um, you said you were, did you start the band in England? You, you had spent some time there, but is that where the band started? Uh, no. So like, uh, I kind of wanted to play in a band again. I hadn't played in a while. So I, I tried to pretend like I was playing Pokemon and collect all these different people that I wanted to play with. So uh, one show I asked Jared if he's interested in playing. He's our singer who's not here today. And we start the band together with another friend, Taylor, who's no longer in the band. And we needed a bassist. And I always do Connor as this dude that was always really excited. He always seemed to enjoy playing in a band. And I felt like if I asked him, he'd probably say yes. I didn't actually realize he didn't really play bass. He mostly played <laughs> guitar and then said yes anyway. But so, that's how the band more or less evolved. And then uh, Mitch joined our band, which is a friend of Connor. They grew up together and we put all the puzzle pieces together. Perfect. Collecting bandmates like Pokemon. Pretty well. Uh, now, Connor, I have to ask, uh, if Zach was a Pokemon, which Pokemon would he be? Oh, um, my favorite Pokemon, Gyarados. Gyarados, all right. I actually know that Pokemon. That's, that's a nice one. I appreciate that, actually. <laughs> what, what's the pre-evolved If you Gyarados? say on that one, then I'm really upset. That's Wait, Magikarp. Yeah. <laughs> that's Magikarp. At the, at the start, that's the one like, with oh, no moves. It just flops around. Yeah. Well, at the start, you're just like... This guy's a Magikarp. And then you're like, whoa, wait, this guy's a Gyarados. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like Gyarados might be this, a similar color to Zach's hat. So yeah. that oh, might be appropriate all, all the real life things happening at once. Yeah. Spinky time. Swim and fly. I don't know what else you would want in a Pokemon. Yeah, pretty, I'm pretty sure with these wings here, <laughs> you can do the go. same yeah, thing. The flaps can For every at home, I'm flying in <laughs> Counterpoint Brewing. He's <laughs> levitating. He's off the ground now. Uh, let's talk about, uh, about how you got into music. I mean, Zach, I think we had a, maybe a similar conversation last time you were on with Pink Lemonade Records. So I'll start with Connor, um, how did you get into playing guitar and how did you get into playing bass? Like, what was the inspiration to get into to playing music? Um, Sum 41, uh, absolutely. Uh, that was when I was in grade four, All Killer No Filler came out, and my parents bought me that for Christmas or for my birthday, actually. And I just put it on repeat forever, and I just was obsessed with the guitar. And I don't know, I like I played hockey and stuff growing up, and it was like okay, what, what gets the most girls? Like hockey, guitar, <laughs> skateboarding. And then I realized What if I that, do like, them all? <laughs> yeah, I tried them all and skateboarding hurt and hockey hurt and <laughs> guitar doesn't hurt. And then uh, you just start to meet other people that are like Mitch, the guitarist in our band. Like he's, it's almost like the guitar is an extension of his arms. Yeah. And I don't quite have that skill level as much as him. So I was like, not that I'm gonna downplay bass, by any means there's but like yeah, don't offend all the bassists I mean, listening we connor have, has a bass solo guys let's yeah, be serious like, Sweet. i'm not but i'm gonna definitely let the guitar be in his hands yeah and I, there, no one had a bass and i was like i have a bass at yeah, home you found I your will, instrument uh, and now i'm like kind of in the process of selling all my guitar equipment because i i love playing bass so much like it's yeah. it's actually interesting so our uh the lead singer of our band uh, he plays acoustic guitar but he always says if he wanted to be if, if he wanted to be in another band he would play bass just because it's so much fun yeah. there's something about like just like the way that you play like just the percussive element of it like you can really just get into the rhythm uh a little bit so that's like a pretty popular thing for like a, a lot of people who play guitar like it's the bass seems like another like a secondary instrument to them yeah and um especially like you can kind of go two ways with a bass you can kind of play like root notes or you can shred on it and i went through the uh root note route so i can just 
swing around and like he's throw my bass. He's got yeah, some he's like, instead of you know making sure I nail this solo, I can just kind of go harder. Yeah, and that's definitely more my style because I yeah, know, I like that fun. Get sweaty and and also like I mean, there's nothing wrong with like just grounding a rhythm, right? Or grounding, oh, yeah. you know, like if if you're playing, I mean punk like metal a lot of that like when you hit a breakdown and it's like you just want to hear the bass just slide into that and just boom, hit on those notes yeah. every time it doesn't have to be uh, super fancy all the time it just it's very satisfying to hear those root notes yeah. just played really well and it's it's groovy it kind of gets your head moving a little bit so that's great yeah i like that awesome zach you talked about how you were you were uh playing in bands then you took a break uh what was give us a story behind that uh, so I kind of stopped playing music for a bit. That kind of happens every now and then. Uh, but I, I really got tired of watching everybody else have fun and like booking so many shows. It's neat, but it's not as much fun to give everybody else that show that I look at after. And I'm like, that was fun to do. But like, man, if I played that too, like that would be even better. Yeah. And for me, it's always been a fun sort of thing. And to me, the thing I enjoy playing music the most about is you, you meet so many people. Like the success of our band has been great in terms of We've had no music for like a really long time, which is like a strange way to market a band. But people have really enjoyed us as people. People invited us back. And it's usually just based off who we are, let alone than what we're actually doing. And to me, that speaks volumes in a music community that you think is very large, but it's actually a lot smaller than you think at times. Absolutely. And it's all about like the relationships you make, right? Oh, I mean, relationships are so important. Absolutely. And, and I mean, being able to uh, be in a band with friends and have music be the glue that sort of you know, connects you, it becomes more than just a band, more than just a project. It's like kind of who you are as people. Well, like even at our show at Palisade, it was great. We're standing out there in the back, uh, just hanging out after the show as, it was only just shows, so it was really cool. And lots of younger kids coming up, asking us one by one, probably making Jared turn like five shades of red saying, oh, how much <laughs> I think your band is neat. Or it's cool to see stuff like that. And if one or two or five of those kids put together a band, then like I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That's great. Wouldn't that be like, wouldn't that be such a dream come true? Like playing a, a show with a band that you inspired? Oh, that'd be, that'd be the best. Like we've, we've, we've gotten a chance to play with some really cool bands, but there's so many cooler bands that we're just waiting to play with too. Yeah. Have you ever played a show with a band that like was a big inspiration for you? And, and this band? Yeah. Or like, I mean, or you no. could you bring it outside, but I mean, like, to be fair, I, I was kind of disconnected from the whole local scene. I didn't really, I was never introduced uh, to it until this band. Um, you know, I was more listening to like the bigger bands that, you know, kind of everyone else knows. Um, so for me, it's just kind of eye opening listening to a lot of the bands that we play with, like Handheld and uh, Frank Dukes, like bands like that, where they're just very polished and. Like, I'm like, wow, okay, maybe we should, like, that was a cool verse. Maybe I'm going <laughs> to grab a little inspiration from that one. You yeah, know? like playing shows is a collaborative process, right? Yeah. You see what works on stage, what hooks the crowd in, and then you're like, yeah, you know, I, I want to try our own spin on that. We do that stuff all the time when we're playing with bands. Like, there's, exactly. uh, there's a, gr a great band called My Son the Hurricane. I don't know if you've yep. heard of them. Uh, so they did a, a little, um, it was like an Instagram sort of follower, like, uh, segment during their shows. And as soon as they did it, like, we were in the crowd, and we're like, oh, we have to take that because that's oh, yeah. so successful and that's like you know i mean that's that's beautiful if like a band sees us doing something and they want to try it out like that's the beauty of uh the collaborative nature of the music scene like we were saying like it's all about relationships and we're yeah. all trying to help each other out oh exactly um do you remember your first band practice together 
Yeah, actually. Oh so we used to practice at Royal City Studios in Guelph. Uh, if anyone actually needs a place to jam, this place is absolutely great. It's really fair rates, really great to musicians. Honestly, go check it out. You can't have a spot. Great actually gear. start a band. Absolutely great gear. Like the gear they let you use is crazy. Unreal gear. Unreal gear. But we started there and uh, it was an interesting conception. Well, <laughs> well Jared, give us the story yeah, behind so, that. <laughs> so Jared, he writes all the songs um, for the most part. Like 80% of the Eighty percent of the song will be completed when he brings it to us, and when we just try to work on it. And so he came to us with a song that was already kind of recorded, being like, "Hey, can we see if this works with us?" And I mean, our first practice, it was like, "Okay, yeah, this is kind of working," and we're trying to get a feel for each other. But the second practice, it didn't work, and the third practice, it didn't work. And then it was like, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I haven't really played in a band in a long time. Like, does it really take? like two months to write one song <laughs> and it's just a feeling out process for the most part um do you remember yeah. the moment where it clicked like there <laughs> where there was something you know there was a song or a riff where you just said like oh yeah like we're um, we're good yes uh when mitch joined the band because he's just very good at guitar and he, him and jared speak like the same language it's almost like mitch can read jared's mind of what he wants in a song and so we're playing it you know very rhythmically uh and then mitch kind of comes in with like crazy leads on it and we're like okay <laughs> this is this is actually something that i'm i am proud to be a part of not as much like it just completed the song it was just eye-opening being like yeah we need to write more like this so we yeah. kind of had to rework all of our other songs to kind of incorporate that aspect. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, you had all the pieces there and there was maybe one missing and then when, when Mitch came yeah. in, it kind of just gelled everything yes. and just kind of, you know, glued all the pieces together in one cohesive whole. Is that yeah. sort of how you remember it, Zach? I think that's the best way of putting it, Matt, I would say. <laughs> okay, sounds good. There's sounds like there's other variations we can go into, but let's leave it at that. Uh, I think that's the best way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. I got one more question for you, uh, you know, musically, individually, before we dive into uh, some questions about your EP. Um, but I want to know, like, you said you were influenced by Sum 41. Um, mm -hmm. What was the first song you played on an instrument? Um, and it doesn't have to be some 41, but I mean, you just uh, mentioned that that was your, uh, I remember, um, other than, you know, smoke on the water or the crappy version of Iron Man I was trying to do. I remember learning basket case cause I had international super hits, uh, by green day. Yeah. Um, that was like the second CD I had, I had. And I just remember like that was, it kind of taught me how to do power chords, yeah. which, you know, shaped the rest of my life. Um, and Basket Case was the first song that I think I learned front to back. Yeah, I think like Green Day, like uh, I played in a, in a band in high school and we played uh, Brain Stew was one of the first ones that we learned. I take it back. It was Brain, Brain Stew. Brain Stew, it there we go. Because I think Basket Case had too, too much like palm muting and stuff. No, yeah. it had to have been. I mean, Green yeah. Day was like yeah. such a formative yeah. influence for a lot of, you know, a lot of guitarist musicians in, you know, the early 2000s, oh. late 90s, uh, mid 2000s as well, like with American Idiot being released, like definitely. Zach, do you remember the first, uh, what was the first song you rocked out to on the drums? It's actually weird because it was Sick Transit Gloria and it was by this band called Brand New, which maybe isn't as nicely known nowadays, but it's off their album Deja Entendu. And my neighbor across the street, Shane Lowry, if you're listening, hey, uh, 
he, he wanted to learn the song to play and I'm like, cool, I guess I'll learn to play that song. And then I started playing drums. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about your EP and we're going to hear a song first. So before the show, before we went live, I asked you to pick a song that you thought was representative of the collection. It's a five song EP. Which song have you chosen? And uh, tell us a little bit about it. How what are we going to hear? Um, I think Apathetic Emergency would be the, the one. I, it, the as far as feedback comes from other people, um, I, that's kind of the one that I think kind of gets people going the most. Um, that's the hit single? I, I mean, I wouldn't call it the hit, but like, <laughs> it might be the single. Um, it's a song that hits for yeah, people? It definitely uh, it, does. It definitely hits for people that, you know, that come to our shows and stuff, and it, people remember it uh, the most. Um, and I think it might be our... I'm actually, sh- I'm actually shocked Connor picked this song because this would be really? the song I would pick. Okay. And I'm curious to see later on what other choices we'll have. But th- I-, I do think he's right about it. To me, it's a great like song. It sounds like other bands that we also enjoy. So it's really familiar for people to listen to. And we play like a surf beat the whole song. So like, come on. If you don't like surf music, what's going on? <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that. All right, let's hear it. This is Apathetic Emergency by Yeah, No, For Sure here on Local Music Live. Hit it.
What a jam. That was the song Apathetic Emergency by our guests, Yeah, No For Sure. My name is Matt Rappelt, and you are tuned in to Local Music Live, broadcasting from Counterpoint Brewing here in Kitchener, Ontario. I've got Zach and I've got Connor from the band sitting around the table, and we are going to dig into their brand new five-song EP right now. So, Zach and Connor, what a great tune. That was awesome. Tell me a little bit about the, uh, about the recording of the EP. You said you recorded it not locally, but just down the road? Yeah, so we were over at London at the Sugar Shack studio. Uh, it was run by these people called Incorrect Thoughts. Chris Forrest and his team are absolutely great. Kyle Ashburn does the recordings there. Live off the floor, they do great recordings there. The really cool part is we have some absolutely great videos. So later on tonight, before you go to bed, you can curl up into your like blanket and watch the song and <laughs> right before you go to sleep too. And to me, it's, it's really neat. Like Lots of artists should check this place out. It's really affordable, and the quality you get for the price is... I, I don't know where else it's, you're ever going to find it. That's awesome. That's awesome. How did you find, uh, how did you get connected with the studio? Uh, literally, they just followed our Instagram page one day. And then I, I watched some of their videos and I saw it. It was kind of like the YouTube channel audio tree. They do like a lot of similar things where bands will come in, do covers. And I'm like, that seems really cool. And wait, it's only in London. And then I asked the cost and I'm like, are you sure? Like, that's the cost. You didn't leave off a zero. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't. And so we booked one as soon as we could. And it was just a, a wait in terms of a couple months. And then we rolled up. And the really cool part is if you're a gearhead, uh, lots of really neat gear for you to use. And you get a lot of expertise of people there that have been doing this on a regular basis all the time. Amazing. That's great. So good to have like a, a, a studio like that within the community that's affordable for, you know, musicians who may be a little bit more on a budget as most independent musicians are. That's fantastic. Well, we heard uh, that there was the first track off the, off the EP, right? Apathetic Emergency? Yes. Nice. And uh, tell me a little bit about how the collection came together. When did you decide that you were going to go and record? Did, was there a moment where you had these five songs and you're like, we got to record this? Or well, you... um, we, we tried to uh, record more like the standard way of, uh, you know, tracking each instrument, uh, getting it mixed, mastered, sent out to people. But it wasn't really feasible for us. So then this opportunity came and we started watching the other videos because, you know, they have hundreds of, of other videos of uh, people who have come in and they sounded so good and I was like okay well what well, we were like we should just do this we get a video attached and like I watch a lot of um, like audio tree and uh, I think there's another one it's like CEXP or something oh yeah lots of radio stations have those uh, you know live off the floor studio yeah, sessions yeah and I love those like that's kind of my favorite way to listen to music um, so I was like, I can do that. Like, I can, I can be on YouTube and have that. <laughs> um, so we really pushed for it, and that's kind of like how it came to be. Yeah, like we're kind of using it right now as a, like a midway point because we we've been playing shows since July. Uh, we played about twenty shows between July until now, which is kind of wild considering that we don't really have much if anything online. And the really cool part that we thought too is if. The people that have seen us have always said, like, we're a really fun band to watch, that we have fun on stage. And I think the really cool part about the recordings is that it comes across in the recordings. And if you watch the videos, like, 
I think just the banter sometimes before and after our videos honestly might be better than the songs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. I mean, it's it's really nice to have that um, that live off the floor session because I mean, a, a lot of times you will maybe go see a band uh, in concert and then you'll hear there's recorded stuff and you're like, it's missing that kind of human personality. And maybe because they've done, you know, maybe even things at different studios or, you know, they've pieced things together from at different times. Um, so that decision to do it live off the floor, was that just based on wanting to capture that feeling? of you know that humanity within the music or like the relationship you have it was like the price requirement for it so we were okay. pretty like into <laughs> it at that point like I, I am a big like proponent of live off the floor because i think for like our style of music it does lend well and i don't think everyone shares my opinion about this but if you want to hear a band perfectly you can get like that really polished recording if you want to enjoy them you see them play and to me it offered both of those things at once really yeah, a nice middle ground yeah that's great which song was written first Broken Phone. Yes, Broken Phone was that was the one that took us about two months to complete. That was the first <laughs> that one. Was the that broken... was the one at the first uh, in the first couple bands band practices. Yeah, the, a was... little bit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it didn't have lyrics uh, for a while, but we kind of had the structure of the song, and there was a couple other ones that Jared had written and that were kind of like in the vault. That once we got that one done, we could kind of throw like old dog is another one that was really early but that was already kind of completed um which was very easy for us just to like you know listen to it learn it and then tweak it to make it sound more like yeah no for sure instead of jared yeah of course i'm always so curious about um you know bands uh, philosophies in the studio and like how they come into a recording session and then how the recording session shapes their music. I'm assuming because it was live off the floor, most of the songs were written ahead of time. Yep. Um, did they change at all? Did they evolve within the recording process or was it just a case of getting the best recording of what you've brought into it? Pretty much the latter of just getting the best of what we wanted. Like it was more or less just the only debate of what would be our fifth song that we kind of had a discussion up until right before we recorded yes it. okay <laughs> how come was that why was that a, a discussion and we just tried to vote and we had everybody wanted to do the other four songs and we just had a bunch of people that wanted to do one individual song uh, okay yeah. so there's uh I, I don't even know how we came up with the fifth one we just i think someone just said we're doing it and it was just like okay sure because <laughs> at the end of the day it didn't really matter we we like the songs all equally for the most part um there's obviously some that we do have perf- personal preferences for but I'm comfortable playing all of them. Yeah, um, I was gonna I would, say not, yeah. not to get into the politics of the band. Was was yeah. anyone outvoted on uh, that no, last not, one? No, not really. Like really, I consensus. W- really, I was the one that said, "Well, no one really cared about the song I picked, so let's not do that one." <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty hard-headed, so I was just like, "I think you guys should all listen to me." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. It's fun to get like a you know a peek into different band dynamics. And uh, yeah. our band uh, has been called by producers, uh, what was it, shockingly diplomatic or shockingly democratic. <laughs> Uh, or no, painfully, Allison, uh, who's also in the band, she's running sound tonight, she's correcting me. We've been described as painfully democratic by a producer. So oh. it's always fun to get those behind the scenes looks. Yeah, we try to be democratic, but sometimes, uh, you know, it just doesn't work. Yeah, of course. There, I mean, otherwise, like sometimes you, you have to have someone to say this is where it's going to gonna go. Otherwise, you just don't follow a direction at all. Yeah. That's what you definitely need sometimes. Yeah. And- I don't know if you're familiar with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they just, it's almost like the loudest person wins. Um, I feel like sometimes we have that, which I'm totally okay with. <laughs> I, I, think, I think we're all kind of fine with that being the dynamic on some things. And in other things, you know, 
democracy prevails. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. That's actually my next question was going to be like, what's the dynamic, the band dynamic like in the studio? But I feel like you're painting a picture for me a little bit right now. In the studio wasn't too bad. Uh, I think everyone was a little bit nervous. Like I wasn't too sure, but I, th I think it was Connor and Mitch's like first time, like with a like a, a like a more studio oriented recording. Yeah. I'm not too sure about Jared. Uh, for myself, I just realized, like, there, I brought, like, six beers, and I'm like, why do I bring six beers? There's no way I'm going to even finish this one beer, because every time I go to grab it, we're playing another song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's a, for live off the floor stuff, like, I've read some producers say that, like, the first take is usually the one that hits. Like, you have, there's yeah. certain, like, a certain energy about that first take. Is that, was that the case for you, or was it sort of, it got better as you did it more times? Oh, well, we it got better. <laughs> we had to take, we took two breaks. We had a one and force break that was, I think was actually helpful. Yeah. yeah. At, at the start, it was just, you know, like little blunders and you have three hours and it was like, okay, we played the whole set, like five songs. I think it took us like 20 minutes and it was like, are you guys good with that? And we're like, no, <laughs> like that was, we can do this like five more times. We'll, we'll get it. And then, um, there's a couple of times where like lyrics were forgotten, which is, you know, can't have that in there. So, uh, <laughs> Especially when it's live off the floor, we can't just like patch those in. Um, yeah. So we, you know, after we take a couple breaks and we got more comfortable, we also had, each of us had like a person videotaping us like right in front of our face. So yeah, that's like, that yeah. seems very nerve wracking to like, not only, I know when, when I'm in the <laughs> studio, I'm very aware of my every move because every, you know, every, as a drummer, you know, every time you hit off center that you, that's going to show up in the recording or every time you sort of graze the rim or if you don't hit the hi-hat in the proper spot or if you open it not quite enough like that's like indelible in the recording so like I can't imagine having that and then also a camera watching you too yeah and I mean they were great they were um the person videotaping me I like when I when I was singing I was starting to get like really into it and then you know, spit kind of fell out of my mouth and like, onto them. and I'm just like, I'm so sorry, but I'm also trying to like keep my composure because yeah. I don't want to just stop the song because this happened. And uh, they know the splash zone is there. Don't yeah, worry. I, I couldn't have been the first, you know? No, I'm sure it won't be the last. It's no, okay. Exactly. They heard the songs probably like seven, eight times over. So by the end, like they're not going to applaud us. They're not like an audience. They're just there to record us. And, were they um, giving you tips like throughout or were they sort of like giving you feedback during the process or was um, it strictly just sort of, I, th I think we would try to pry for like a little bit of feedback and then they would just be like, no, it sounds good. Like they're just there to like be uh, positive and help you. Like most of those other guys are all musicians too. So that they kind of know what to expect. And it's really just a matter of like, do you want to play it again? If you want to play it again, I'm ready to hold this camera again. If you don't want to play it again, like I'll take a break. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, <laughs> it's our time that we're wasting like, they like, yeah. like true they're you know? there to, they're there to I mean it, it's at the end of the day it's your music oh, and you're yeah. the ones who are going to be promoting it and standing behind it so it's really should should be you who are uh, happy with it and they no, a thousand percent like exactly. we're, we're a very polite band for so much that we kept apologizing that I tried to remind everybody I'm like don't have to apologize. We paid the money. So, you know, <laughs> we could exactly. screw this all up and they don't care. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, what song ended up being closest to what you envisioned during the writing process? Um, hmm. I think like, ev like evolved the least you would say, or yeah, I mean, so when you record it, like there's a song where, you know, when, when you're first writing the song with a band yeah. and you sort of, before you even worked out the parts as much, or, or maybe just after you worked out the parts, you have like a vision of yourself 
playing that song at a stage or listening to it on a record and you're like, oh man, it's gotta sound like this. Which one sort of turned out the most like you had envisioned it? I would say Last Call. Would you like to tell us why, Connor? Because it's my favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, a lot of uh, punk songs, they're very, um, you know, like on like a eighth note or something, and you're just kind of like strumming along to it. But this one has a bit more dynamic in it. So it kind of gives us more freedom to do other stuff. There's like dirty chords. It's not like there's like some stuff is like out of key, but like, Purposely, it's almost yeah. I don't know how else to describe it because I'm not very good at painting pictures. Nah, man, you just felt it, you know it, and that's the only way you know it. Yeah. yeah. But like for myself, it's gonna sound funny. It's kind of the opposite though. Uh, I really disliked our song "Broken Fun," our first one, for the longest period of time, and it got insane to me because we play it live and people loved it. And it was like the song that everyone would request for us to play, and I'm like, that's cool, we'll play that. And then we recorded it, and I'm like, wow. That is why people like that song, I guess. <laughs> because you're able to sort of hear it from oh, a third-person perspective, oh, right? I'm like, wow, this song sounds big. It sounds good. I can see why there are certain parts that people are always like, oh, do that thing that's like... Mee, 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 mee. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why you guys like that song. That's why we recorded it, and that's why you keep asking for it. That's so funny because that's like that sort of gives a bit of a, an insight into what it's like to be in the band versus in the audience, right? In the band, you sometimes are so caught up in what you play or what your experience yeah. is like performing the song that you can kind of forget about how the song connects with the audience on the other side of the stage uh, as well. Yeah. Oh, that's a great point. Like we play the songs a million times in a row, but maybe it's the first time Matt has heard it. Maybe it's the first time Allison has heard it. And if we don't play it the, the same way we have every single show, you're not going to like it the same way. But for us, yeah, we've played it a million times, but we should make it feel like it's the first time every single time we play it. So you just have just as much fun as everybody else. Yeah. So then you can tell me too, hey, will you play Broken Phone, please, at the next show? <laughs> and you'll say, I <laughs> love that song. <laughs> also, there's some like sing-along parts almost, like chanty bits. And there's a few people out there that have kind of learned it. So they will like yell the parts back at us. Nice. And it's like, it, for me, it's like, whoa, like <laughs> this is like... I don't know. It's unexpected and very flattering. Well, we say uh, within our band, like I think our lead singer said this, that like there's no, there, there's it's like the best type of high to have people sing a song that you wrote back at you as you're yeah. performing. Like there's no feeling like that. It's just so special. Um, let's listen to a couple of these tracks. I have a feeling like. Oh, I think I know what, what song should we listen to next, Connor. I wonder. I'm going to listen to my hat. Well, I'm, I got some criteria for you. So <laughs> okay. let's see if this okay. is one that, uh, that comes up. And I'll give this one to, uh, to let's see. <laughs> Who should I? I'm going to go in a different direction. I wonder if. Uh, I wonder right. if uh, Getting wild now. Let's go. Okay. Uh, I want to hear from you, Zach, yes. what, for the first song, what is the one that's most fun for you to play? Most fun for me to play? Well, we already heard it. Act, yeah, like I, <laughs> it, I would say it's the surf song. I got, to me, the, the longest running joke of that song is that we would call it the surf song. Jared didn't know it was a surf song. And then our, our band is like, you don't know because there's a surf beat that we play. And I just love surf music. But We can't a, hear that song again. So. Since we can't. I really, really, really enjoy playing Old Dog. To me, it's, it's a really good song. We normally open our set with it. It is, it is a song similar to what Connor mentioned, where people have started to learn the lyrics. Some people know that what we're actually saying, what we're singing. And to me, it's a cool, dynamic song, because there's fast parts, there's slow parts, a little bit of thing, everything in between. 
And then we start off, end off on like a really cool stop. And that's like the most punk thing I guess you can do, right? <laughs> exactly. And Connor, for you, I mean, we're obviously going to hear last call. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Do I even no have to secret. ask the question? <laughs> no, I already explained. Uh, let's already let's hear last call. So let's hear Old Dog first, and then we'll hear last call by Yeah, No, For Sure here on Local Music Live.
You just heard Last Call by Yeah No For Sure. And before that was Old Dog off the brand new five song EP. Thanks so much, Zach and Connor, for being here. What great tunes. Love that. Thank you for having us, Matt. Now, we are going to go into a brand new segment. This is our first time doing something like this on Local Music Live. This is like, I'm very excited for this. This is a segment that we may, we're bringing this back just for, or bringing this up just for you. Yes. The segment is called, Yeah, No, For Sure, inspired, of course, by your band name. Aw, thanks. And uh, my band, I the Mountain, we were surfing the internet one time, and we found out that we were not the only I the Mountain in the world. There was someone else who had (laughs) taken our name, a metal band, actually, who were pretty rocking from the UK, called I the Mountain UK. And so I've always been interested uh, in, you know, different bands that have the same name in different parts of the world. So I thought what we would do, because I found a couple other bands that have the name Yeah No For Sure, I'm going to play you their music, and you got to tell me, is their music Yeah? Is it No? Or is it For Sure? All right. Of, of okay. course, For Sure being the top, you know, top uh, okay. category. For sure. <laughs> for sure. That last one you heard was For Sure. <laughs> I think all Oh, <laughs> thank you, Connor. I think all the ones we've heard so far tonight have been For Sure. For Sure. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> for Sure. Into the segment we go. Uh, the first one is a band called Yeah, No, Comma, For Sure. And they are from Indianapolis, Indiana. And this song is called Face. You ready for it? My body is ready. Okay, here we go. Oh, all right, you just heard a little sample of the song Phase by Yeah No For Sure from Indianapolis, Indiana. That is a three-piece electro-pop band. What did you think of that? Is that yeah, is it no, or is it for sure? Connor, you want to go first? Well, since they stole our name, um, they're our <laughs> rival band, but I will uh, I'll give it a yeah. I'll all give right, it a yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's just different than what we play. You know, it's... It's something I would I would throw on a playlist. Is would that throw on something a playlist. You, would, yeah. you, would, you would throw on a playlist? I would throw it on a playlist, absolutely. I like but not your favorite to, playlist. I mean, it's sometimes listening to the same music over and over and over again, it kind of like, <laughs> it, it's a bit overloaded, so you want to, you know, break it up. So yeah, I'd throw it on a playlist. Okay, yeah. so we got a yeah, a yeah. What do you think, Zach? Uh, I think I'll give him a yeah as well. All right, appreciate that. Like, to me, I, I could definitely see myself walking to work with that, maybe. Sweet. That it, it did have a bit of like a you know 120 beats per minute like walking down the sidewalk type of vibe. I it like a bit that. Groovy. It was, it was groovy. It was groovy. So that was yeah no comma for sure from Indianapolis, Indiana. Are you ready for the next yeah no for sure? Oh yeah. Yeah. This this yeah no for sure comes from San Francisco, California, and the song we're gonna oh this is yeah no for sure, but the yeah is capitalized and no for sure is not capitalized. So a little bit different so variation on that. Not I don't as know good. if I like that as much. Not as good. Uh, this song, <laughs> this one is called you know. Deep House Mix One. Here we go.
All right, we got a bit of a, a bit of a house style electro mix there. Deep house mix one from yeah, capitalized, no for sure, uncapitalized. What are we gonna give that? Is that a yeah? Is that a no? Or is that a for sure? Can I get some context? Um, are we listening to it in a nightclub? <laughs> And it's like super, super loud because okay, then it's, it's, it's sure. in the nightclub, and then you're leaning up against the wall. I'm leaning over there. Someone passes you a drink, and then the for like sure the disco ball drops. For sure, that's it's what I thought. Sure? Too, for sure, for sure, for sure. All right, are you, you know? both saying for sure? For yeah. sure, man. For sure, Absolutely. we got two for sures here. Two for sures for yeah. In the context, in the, con- in the context <laughs> of us at the club, Connor's leaning up know. against the wall. I I'm most leaning up against the wall. Yeah. And then someone hands Connor a drink, and then the disco ball drops. That is a for sure there. I wouldn't right. walk to work listening to it. I would actually walk to work on this one more, I would say. Oh, All right, so multiple, it's applicable in multiple contexts. We got a for sure. All right, we have one more, and this one is coming to us from Halifax, Nova Scotia. For and sure. we got another twist on this one. Instead of yeah, no, for sure, this one is no, yeah, for sure. Which also, I'm not sure if I like as much as Yano yeah, for sure. But anyways, this is uh, No Yeah For Sure from Halifax. Let's take a listen to their song, uh, Branches and Leaves and Things. Let's see if we, what we give this one. Branches and Leaves and Things by No Yeah For Sure. Here we go. Producer Allison Dijak was giving me a blank stare because that was actually the name of the EP was Branches and Leaves and Things. That song was called Fraction. All right, a bit more of chill vibes. What are we thinking of No Yeah For Sure from Halifax, Nova Scotia? Zach, why don't we start with you? What are you giving that? I want to be that guy. But I think I ought to give this one a no. Going to give it a pass? I got to give this Fair one Fair enough. No. It's all personal opinion. What do you think, Connor? Are you going to give that one a for sure, a yeah, or a no? It's a for sure for me. I love really? music. I love music like that. Where It's just, you know, it's chill. I, I would walk to work <laughs> listening to that. So that one I wouldn't walk to work, but we've been playing Stardew Valley at home on Switch, and I swear that would be a song before he started singing in Stardew Valley. All right, all but right. I fall asleep every time my partner's playing that game, so I don't want to do that. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So Connor's saying for sure. Zach is taking a pass on it, saying no. And that brings us to the end of our inaugural segment of really, I mean, the segment's only applicable when you're here, but the inaugural segment of, yeah, yeah, no, No, for for sure. sure. (laughs) Zach and Connor, thank you so much for being here on Local Music Live. Uh, We're so happy to have you here. Thank you for sharing the stories about your EP. Thanks for sharing the tunes. We will be having you back again, because I need to see Zach's uh, other hat hat collection. And also, I want to hear more about the music. But for now, we are going to take a very, very little break, and we are going to hear a little snippet of uh, uh, a song by the Fog Brass and Blues Band. 
So we're going to do that. Thank you so much. And when we get back from the, set, from the break, we will have Shay Bala here to give us Shay's picks for the week. Another inaugural segment. We're just going outside yeah, the Yeah, I know lines for sure today. it's happening today. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> Thanks, Zach and Connor. And uh, we'll be back after the break with Shay Bala. Here is Fog Brass and Blues Band. You just heard the song Why Get Up by the Fog Blues and Brass Band here on Local Music Live. My name is Matt Rappold and we are almost out of time for today's episode, but we have one last inaugural segment to get to. This is the first time that we have uh, our social media manager, producer, one-time technical producer and general just wonderful human being Shay Bala here behind the microphone for the first episode of Shay's Picks. Shay, welcome to Local Music live thanks for stepping out into the uh onto the microphone yeah thanks for for letting me do this this is really cool awesome (laughs) well we're gonna have uh, we're hoping to make this a bit more of a regular segment here where you can share some of the songs that have piqued your curiosity i was thinking about it should we call it shay's peaks for songs that have piqued your your ears. That's a good idea. I like that. (laughs) I was thinking about that. I think I sent you a Slack message and I was like, oh yeah, we'll do the Shay's Pick segment. What songs have piqued your your ears? And I was like, yeah, that'd be a kind of a a clever name for it. Uh, Well, let's get right into it, Shay. You're gonna share with us three songs that have have sort of caught your ears this week. Uh, Let's figure out what's on your list. Tell us about song number one. So song number one is by the one and only Brandy. And I slept on her for a while, but I listened to her self-titled album recently. And this song in particular, which is called When You Touch Me, I've been blaring in the streets in my car. <laughs> nice. What, what, what is it about the song that, is, uh, that you found captivating? Um, there's just so much passion behind her voice. And she has been like this her whole career even now. Um, but this is when she was younger and she just came out with um, music and um, 
yeah, it's just the passion, really. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's take a listen. This is Shay's pick number one for this week. All right, so that was your first pick. I could totally see how you are blaring that in your car. What was that called again? <laughs> it's called When You Touch Me by Brandy. When You Touch Me by Brandy. And yes. is Brandy a, uh, a Canadian artist? No, she's from the US. I don't know where in particular, but she's American, yeah. I don't know Brandy. <laughs> Allison Dijak is giving me some <laughs> sass there from behind the controls saying, I don't know Brandy. I don't know Brandy. This is the first time that I've had a chance to uh, hear her music. So yeah. great pick. I'll have to check out more of her stuff. Yeah, what sure. is pick number two on Shay's Peaks? So I'm throwing it back again with the second one. It's uh, from Chris Brown's self-titled album, and it's called Just Fine. Nice. Okay. I have heard of Chris Brown before. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's take a listen to that song. We did everything we could do to try to make it work. We did, we did. Baby, you look so confused because it feels like there was no way we could lose. All right, so what was it about that song that that really made you want to add it to the list this week? Um, I think it just goes back to the music that I gravitate towards, which is like old school R&B. Yeah. And it really has that sound. So. I mean, Chris Brown has been around for a while, exactly. right? So yeah. That's great. What's our third pick for this week? What's the final Shay's pick for this week? So our third song is more modern. Um, it's Beyonce's Cuff It, Wetter remix. I didn't know that this song could get better, but it did. Nice. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you got to have some Beyonce on that, I know. Right? Also, you can, you can help me out with this. Is it Beyonce or Beyonce? I think it's Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's take a listen to some Beyonce here on Local Music Live. All right, so there are your three picks. Now, Shay, I'm not going to let you off the hook totally. I have one last question for you. Uh, we had some Brandy, we had some Chris Brown, we had some Beyonce. Now, you brought in three songs, but if I had to ask you to pick only one, what's your Desert Island song out of those three Shay's picks? When You Touch Me. No hesitation. <laughs> no no hesitation. hesitation. It was number one, and it stays number one. Shay, thanks so much for coming on Thank and sharing you. your three picks for this week. Uh, and hopefully we'll have you back for your our next episode as well. Yeah, for That's sure. Great. Thanks. Thank you. All right, now it's time for us to wrap up the episode here. My name is Matt Rappold, and thank you so much to Allison Dijak, to Shay Bala, to Zach and Connor from Yeah, No, For Sure for helping to make this episode a success. Make sure you check out Yeah, No, For Sure on all their socials, and like Zach said, before you curl up tonight in your blankets, you can watch their live videos of their EP. You can check them out on YouTube. 
Uh, thanks so much to Graham from Counterpoint for uh, giving us this space. Make sure you check out their beer. I uh, have some Cavour's Light in my fridge at home, which I will be going back to have a drink of after I get off the broadcast. And thank you so much to everybody at Midtown Radio for ongoing support and for listening in. My name is Matt Rappelt, and this has been Local Music Live. We will catch you here same time, same place, next week here on midtownradio.ca. Have a wonderful Tuesday night, everybody. Bye.